Well, good morning. Um, thank you for joining us on this uh, From Here to There podcast, um, where we kind of follow up on the Sunday messages, um, go a little deeper, um, go a little more practical maybe, um, see where it goes. But uh, this uh, week, we are walking um, a little deeper into discipleship. And not just uh, discipleship, we've, we've talked through what a disciple is and uh, what the call is, and, and that we're called to be the, a disciple maker. But, but how, on the journey from here to there, how do we get there? What, what is the journey of discipleship? And, the, and the, the story I used or the illustration I used on Sunday, which I think is a great picture, I got this from Orange, um, an Orange conference, is that uh, when, we, when we go someplace, we, um, we pack our bags. We, we go, we pack our kids' bags, we go on vacation, we put some things in there, toothbrush, um, toothpaste, uh, whatever it is. We, we pack their bags and we feel terrible. My wife especially feels terrible when she forgets something. And usually we're about um, an hour in. She's like, oh, man, I forgot the. And uh, so um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm dropping Eli off at college. And I had this uh, this little mo- this moment that's, that's actually still processing in me of, did I forget? And the, the biggest thing my question was, as he's heading into um, college and beyond, is Jesus Christ the main thing in his bag? Have I have I have I guided him and taught him? Now he's going to make his own choices. He's he he can he's going to end up doing um, what he desires, and I hope he desires to follow Jesus. But have I done all I can to disciple him, um, to invest in him, to to pour into him that Jesus Christ is the main thing in our bag? And so there's lots of ways um, that we can talk about this, but I, I want to talk from the version of this that that as families. As parents, our biggest job is to make disciples. Well, that's true of all of us as followers of Christ. You know, Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples. And maybe I'll change it, change it this way, that our biggest opportunity, the big, biggest um, uh, thing that God has, stewardship that God has given us, is that we, he gives us these kids um, starting at the birth um, sometimes, and if you adopt, maybe a little longer, um, to their 18, to to invest in in their home, and then they move out, and so you still invest. Um, but our main job is not just to keep them safe and not just to try, um, be a chauffeur, um, although we do those things. Our, our main job, our main stewardship that God has given us is to raise our kids to know Him and pursue Him and to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, to know that He is the one God. Um, the one rescuer to that that they would pursue him and and root themselves in him and and so the question becomes that that's the main thing you know that's 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 the the there for us you know that's where that's where we're headed how do we get there and at the base of how we get there is relationship one I've been walking through the gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John and just um, walking through what it means to follow. Jesus, what what did, what did Jesus do for discipleship? And we, Mark one or Mark three thirteen through eighteen says this: Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that here's the phrase that they might be with him, and that he might give send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These were the twelve he appointed: Simon, James, brother John, Andrew. And then there's a bunch of other people um, and Judas who betrayed him. But listen to what it says. He appointed 12 that they might be with him. At the basis of discipleship, um, or maybe the start of discipleship, the um, the environment where real, where discipleship truly happens is relationship. Um, life, like life uh, rubbing off on each other. 
um, pushing and pulling. It's modeling's in part of that of of seeing how things work out. Like our kids are are called. That's what a family is. It's a relationship. It's connected relationship. It's a safe place. It's a place where they they are going to be cared for and loved no matter what happens. That that they may fall down, but someone's going to be there to pick them up. They may throw up, but we'll be there to help them clean it up. And so what we're inviting, when we invite someone into our family, when we adopt someone, we're inviting them into relationship. When when we have a child that, that we pick up from the hospital, that we, we see born, they are invited into relationship. So our first priority in discipling is building relationship, um, making sure that they feel safe, cared for, loved, that we model what we're teaching, that, that we are passionately pursuing Jesus Christ. It's in the midst of that modeling, being with that that we change. Listen, when when you're when you watch your kids, they pick up your things. They they pick up your habits. They pick up your good things that you do. They pick up the bad things that you do. They pick up what you say. Um, they pick up what how you eat. They pick up how you walk. Like they're watching. You you ever watch? Um, just a step back and watch um, kids. How about even at a sports game and and they do something. They look right over their parents. Um, they're they're watching for approval, but they're also watching what they do, what you do. And if you, by the way, if you say one thing and your life is lived in a different way, that they're going to pick up on that hypocrisy. If we tell them that Jesus Christ is first, and yet all that we're doing is saying something different, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to know what the reality is. But it's in relationship that we see reality. It's in relationship that we get past hypocrisy. You can only hide so far, so long in deep relationship. Eventually, they see the real you, and you want them to see the real you. We, we you want them to to if they if they're going to really learn from you, they got to learn from your mistakes. They got to learn when your you and your spouse fight and how you um, work through that fight. They need to work learn how to use their finances, and it's only by watching you use your finances. They they need to learn what it means, and they do it by watching. And, and seeing how it plays out in your life. And so what we need to do first is in a family environment is to create a place where kids, we, we invest in our kids relationally, that, that, that we, we are playing catch with them, that we're, we're playing games with them, that we're talking to them, that we're not wasting time in the car just driving them someplace. We're building a relationship, that we're maybe putting coins in that relationship machine, like just keep depositing. It may not look like it's, it's doing much, but when we we ask them questions, when we um, tell them what how proud you are of them, it's all putting coins in the machine so that you can keep developing. It's it's that investment, although you may not see ever show up in a real way, they may not ever remember it. But those small deposits over time make a difference, and so that's where we start. We start with relationship. We start saying. Not, whether it's with um, our families, our kids, or whether it's with somebody else, I want to invite you to be with me, um, to do life around alongside me, to, to walk with me. And you can't get too far without with Jesus, without this idea of teaching. You know, we part of what we are called to do as parents is to teach our kids, um, and that can show up in a lot of different ways. Um, but but at the heart of it, one of the things I want to teach my kids is that the word of God is foundational and it's authoritative and we read it as it, as it reads. We don't, we don't try to make it say what we want to say. 
Um, I want them to know that I we love and admire and respect, and it's a holy book. It's it's the word of God, and so so I want them to, to know that. I want to I want to teach them that. I want I want to teach them who Jesus is, and what it means to follow Him. I, I want to, I want them to have a solidness um, roots into into what God wants to do in their life and who He created them to be and their identity. And so so we can't just have them watch it. Sometimes we think, oh, well. well we're modeling it. Well, it takes the next step after modeling it and after the relationship is just to to teach. And so, you know, there's ways to do that. You know, we have this practice this week where you pick a, a verse for your family and maybe a word to go along with it and you kind of teach it. You kind of like have them um, let it marinate in them. Maybe they memorize it. Maybe you put it, you write it down some places, put it on your doorpost. And you and every week you choose a different verse. So they're, they're engaged in the word of God. Not just in in feelings and emotions, but they're engaged in the actual word. And so we, we want to teach it because Jesus, if you read the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he he spoke a lot. And a lot of times what he taught was a long life's just journey. They were facing something. They, they didn't have enough um, bread and, and uh, fish to feed the 5,000. So Jesus teaches them what faith is. Um, they, they were in a storm and Jesus is asleep and he teaches them, again, what faith is. And so he he kind of teaches through experiences and through words of what it means to follow Jesus. And so my question to you is, first of all, are you building a relationship? Secondly, how are you teaching? How, how, what, what, what ways are you um, investing in your kids' lives so that they can know him? Um, maybe it's buying them a kid's Bible. Maybe, maybe, and maybe it's reading a story a night. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, we were talking this last week at our Simply Together group about uh, um, Adventures in Odyssey. Maybe you're, you're using that as a way to teach the Word of God and then using stories. Maybe there's something at, at the dinner table um, that you're praying over, that you, you talk over, or um, maybe there's some other way. Here's, here's another one. We, we have to use this idea of questions and answers well. Um, our, our kids, when they're little, um, love to a- ask questions. Why, 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 how, how, um, who? And they're constantly asking us questions. And what we need to do is, is as they grow older, is keep having them ask questions and then ask them questions. Part of, of this is wrestling through what we believe. At some point, um, your kids will move from your faith to their own. And so, you know, and I'll, we didn't say this on Sunday, but I'll, I'll let you know, I did youth ministry for years. And one of the things that I, I learned, even when I was a young person, was that um, part of that journey of um, owning your own faith is questioning. Um, and I don't think Jesus looks down on that. I don't, I don't, I don't think God, you know, in fact, um, if we wanted to look at it, John the Baptist, who was the greatest man who ever walked the earth, was in prison and he starts um, questioning and sent some disciples to Jesus said, Jesus, are you really the one? Are, he, he's like, earlier on in his life, he's, he's like, you're the one, you're, you're the lamb of God. And then later on, he's like, I don't even know if you're the one anymore. He, there's this doubt. And I think we have to allow our kids to ask those questions. I, I don't, I don't want them hiding those questions. You don't want them like thinking them and not being able to speak them. You need to be able to, and truthfully, sometimes you don't even answer them. Sometimes you have to help them answer it themselves. Well, let's do a little research on that. Well, what do you think? Well, does that make sense? 
you know, the whole um, just asking questions. Their question, like, well, why don't you? Why don't we look at the Bible? What does it say? What, what, give me some verses. Why don't you use Google and see um, what verses come up when you when you talk about that? Especially as the kids get older and older, sometimes we can give them an answer that satisfies, but doesn't deepen. And so we want to use questions and then answers as a way to sharpen what they believe. Let, the, let them let them question a little bit. Let it sit. Um, don't don't leave it there and come back to it. But uh, just just ask them questions. You know, not again. The 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 tool that you may want to use is don't ask yes and no questions because yes and no gets you yes and no answers. Ask them open ended questions. Ask them. Um, specific questions like don't ask how was school today ask um, give me one thing that uh, happened interesting in uh, English today um, give me uh, a couple uh, things that you read or learned some some new things that you learned today um, give me the high and low of your day um, you know you, you change your question sometimes as parents to tell you the truth we ask very poor questions because we get in the habit and the kids get in the habit of answering those questions the same way. And so we have to throw them off. We have to get them thinking and um, processing because um, at the end of the day, uh, we don't want kids um, to, we, we want them to own it and not just trust us. Although we want them to trust us. We, we want them to be able to wrestle through it. So it becomes their thing. And they, and they, they've gotten there themselves. And so we have to let them wrestle with things. And, and I hope that you, because if you have a relationship and you're teaching along the way, when a question comes, it gives you a foundation to help them answer it. It gives them freedom to a- ask the question. You know, in our small groups, what I hope that we do, and in our church, I hope well, what I hope we do is provide a safe place for people to ask questions. Because, you, again, you look at the Gospels, Jesus was asked questions often. You know, sometimes it was, who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? Jesus would ask his disciples, hey, who do you think I am? And so they'd go back and forth. And a lot of what he taught flew out of those questions. And so, again, what questions do you need to ask? And how are you going to ask them? Where are you going to ask them? So you can go deeper into into what God has called them to do. Um, Just in another thought um, of how we um, disciple. And this really goes back to Jesus, because what Jesus did was later on, um, as he's developing his disciples, he would send them out to do mission, um, to, to do something. Now, they didn't sit in a classroom setting all day um, learning something. They did a little bit of that, but they did a lot of like, hey, I'm going to send you out to go preach in these cities, and then I want you to see what happens, and I want you to come back and give me your, let's let's walk through it. Now, I wonder sometimes if uh, what what they used to say, on-the-job training is, is great um, learning. You know, we learn more in the first few weeks on the job than we do in college sometimes, or we can at least partner the two together. And I think what we need to do with our kids um our young ones, uh, whether whatever age they are, is to give them opportunities to learn on-the-job training. Give them chances to serve. Um, go on mission trips. Like let them let them have a safe place to try things. Like give, you know, one of the things that we encouraged this last summer during COVID was, hey, what kind of business can you start? What kind of side hustle can you have? Um, I know it's not a spiritual deal, but it gives them an opportunity to to try something. 
to learn to just it gives them confidence to step out it gives them like worst case scenario scenarios failure is not that bad and so they learn along the way as they try things you know we had to encourage them to, to experiment and to try um different things so that they can again grow and learn so so what is it that they need to um a way they can serve jesus christ maybe they need to help out the children's ministry and invest in, in them maybe they need to serve at the transformation center maybe um maybe you need to sign them up for a, um, a mission trip coming up but those experiences teach and that's what jesus did jesus gave them ex- many experiences along with the, the teaching of the word of god and i think you know i think we want to disciple that way as well um Again, maybe the maybe another one is uh, the challenge and accountability. How do we? That's tough to do, even as they get into adulthood. How do you challenge your kids to do what you want them to do? You know, how do you, how do you hold them accountable? How do you how do you um, how hard do you push? Isn't that, isn't that a, a tough question sometimes? When when at whatever age, you know, there's there's control, and then there's release. And there's a lot of trust in between. And so at what point, you're, you're always wrestling with how much freedom do I give them versus how much do I tell them what to do? And again, that, that, that line moves as they get older because you give them more freedom and you tell them less. But how do you keep challenging, keep encouraging, keep pushing? How do you hold them accountable without nagging? You know, how, how, you know we have to be able to push without pushing too hard. And so, you know, that that helps us grow. And the, 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 again, the truth of this, some of these things, we have to be doing ourselves. Like who's holding you accountable? Who's challenging you? Who's who's walking alongside you? And so as you do this um, personally, they see it. And then they start seeing that challenge and accountability is not something to be scared of. It's something positive that we can put in our life. And so what ways can you challenge your kids? this week? What ways can you hold them accountable or how do you hold them accountable? Andy Stanley says uh, what this is in leadership, but also in our families that, that we're getting the very thing that our system is set up to get. You know, if you're not happy with what's happening in your home, you got to change the system. And so that system is challenging and holding them accountable. And, And again, on the basis of relationship, the foundation of the word of God, in the midst of Q&A, questions and answers, you begin to push and encourage and, and challenge their thought process on, you can be more, you can do more, you can study more, you can, you know, how are you doing in your in your quiet time? What are you reading in scripture? That those kind of questions is all about um, challenge and accountability. So what are you holding them accountable for? What you hold them accountable for, what you challenge them to, is what's important to you and to them. It's interesting to me that we we hold them accountable for homework, which is a good thing. We we challenge them with their money, maybe. We hold them accountable with for um, some of the, the th- sports practices, and yet the most important thing that we can put that in their bag, Jesus Christ, we kind of don't push as hard on. We kind of let it be a little more fluid, and I'm and I'm wondering if by making it more fluid. If, if we're if we if we're really pushing on the homework and and not on connecting to Jesus Christ, what does that communicate? Is it does it communicate that you care more about their homework than about their relationship with Jesus? 
And then does it show up that way? Like, do they care more about their homework than they do about Jesus? And so, you know, I think we have to walk this very carefully of what's Im- you are communicating what's important to you by what you do and by what you say and by how you spend your money. So how does that line up? How does that line up with what you're putting into practice in your life? Like, if your kids had to honestly say what's the most important thing to you, would they say would they say Jesus Christ? And so, this idea of um, family discipleship is the idea of: Are we going to be the main disciplers of our kids? We can't offload this. We can't. We can't expect the church to do it by itself. The church is supposed to come alongside each of us as we disciple our kids, invest in our kids, and we we. I guess at the end of the day, I want my kids to know Jesus Christ. And therefore, it is my responsibility to do as best as I can as a parent to give them every opportunity to follow him. And so the question then becomes, what tools, What what? how do you build that relationship? How, how do you date your kids? Like as in taking them out. How do, maybe you grab a maybe you grab an ice cream or a, a soda and then just have conversation. Maybe you you do some work in the woods, or maybe it's Q and A. Maybe you need to ask some questions back and forth, or maybe it's what are you teach? What systems? How are you going to teach the Word of God? Or maybe it's what do I need to challenge and hold them accountable to? You know, what questions do I ask when we're on the phone when they're at college? You know, what you ask is what's important. So what are you asking? And so it's, it's a lot of like wrestling too in this whole discipleship thing, but it is our responsibility. So I want to say like Joshua, as for me and my house, I want us to serve the Lord. I, I want to I walk by faith, not by sight. In this, this world that is culturally moving so fast away from the centrality of Jesus and the word of God and this pressure-filled um, cancer, uh, cancel culture, kind of like um, tough environment. Am I giving my kids the tools to follow Jesus Christ when all everything else says don't follow them? And so we want to move our kids from here to there. So as you wrap up this podcast, you know, I hope it's helpful and I hope it challenges you. I hope it, it encourages you to, to, to create some practices, create some systems, create some um, thoughts of how you're going to do it. And not everything's going to work. And it's okay, try, and if it fails, um, try it again. And if it fails again, try something else. Don't don't be guilt, feel guilty about something that didn't work. Put it in your schedule and see, see what happens and see how God uses that to transform their lives. And so I hope that you commit to discipling your kids this week.